Hi, I'm Danny Elfman. This is Shirley Manson. This is Debbie Harry. This is Chris Steiner Blondie. This is Roland Orzabal from Tears for Fears. This is Billy Idol. This is Alex Ebert, a.k.a. Edward Sharp, giving the story behind the song. Hi, this is Peter Chotty, host of the story behind the song. Each month I speak to some of music's biggest artists to get the inside stories behind their most lasting and iconic songs. Join me for new episodes on the third Monday of every month on the story behind the song from the Consequence Podcast Network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, pod people, Engineer Adam here, jumping in for a quick second to let you know about the brand new all-in-one platform for all of you creative podcasters out there. Anchor makes it easier than ever to make a podcast. It's free to use and has all the creation tools you need to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Plus, Anchor will get your podcast set up on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are found. Even better, Anchor helps you connect with sponsors, even if you're just starting out. It's the perfect choice for podcasters, so make sure to check it out. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Back to the show. Do you read Stephen King? Good news, there's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network. Test, test, test. It's testing. You know. <laughs> Hello to all of you amazing <laughs> pod people out there. I'm your host, Leo Phillips, and this is another edition of This Must Be The Gig. It is your little backstage pass to the world of live music. So each and every single week on the show, what we do is bring you fascinating conversations from the deep belly of the live music and performance scene. And that could really mean just us chatting to musicians about their favorite gigs, about their first gigs, about the first performances, chatting to festival founders about how they curate the best lineup they can, choreographers, comedians about their favorite shows, actors about performance and how that leads into their artistic selves. And just honestly, really anyone obsessed with performance in the way that we are. So let's get into it. You heard a little bit of a giggle. (laughs) Let's check in with our constant companion, why don't we? Who is the giggler? Hello. Hello, it's me, the giggler. (laughs) Engineer Adam, hello. Hi. We're so delayed today. I'm just the giggler, you know, that's who I am. I mean, it's better than the googler. It's like a cut-rate Batman villain. Actually, no, I am the You're the googler and I'm the giggler, yeah. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. At least, though, last night we were chatting with a bunch of people about just calling out Siri or Alexa during a conversation, which is apparently a new trend that people do. We should incorporate that into the podcast. Siri, play... This must be the gig. Siri, subscribe to This Must Be the Gig. (laughs) I mean, people can do that. Alexa, 
Send money to This Must Be The King. That is a much better one. Also, if anyone has, I've lost a little bit of money in the last week. I don't know where I lost it. Bus stop somewhere. Adams and Wabash in Chicago. If you can please just return the money, it is a lot of cents. Or just leave a bunch of five-star reviews. That's what you can do. Yeah, you can do that instead. I have lost money. I've lost, all, I've lost all my five-star reviews. <laughs> Can you believe we're basically at the end of September? It's crazy. What? I what? mean, I can, but this, because, I can, because the stores have loads of Halloween candy, like Boo Bark at that I was so close to grabbing with Just my ghostly claw. Yeah. Um... And there's a lot of pumpkins, pumpkins. And I uh, spoke to my dear friend Sammy the other day. Mm-hmm. He agrees that pumpkin spiced anything is trash. Hey, I like pumpkins sometimes. I'm sure you do. You're a basic. Excuse me. <laughs> so what are we celebrating then today? If we we're not are... celebrating the coming of time. We are celebrating the beautiful foliage. Okay. And also, we're going to celebrate with the patented live show of the week. Oh, we should have said that pun last week. Mike patented. Oh, I like that. Also, a sidebar. Yes. Thank you to everybody who's reached out about our amazing chat last week with Mike Patton, the yes. legendary Mike Patton from Faith No More, Mr. Bungle. Fantomas. Uh, I think that... I maybe also, again, blanked out because it was so overwhelmingly wonderful, that yes. chat. So if we could list every single wonderful person who sent a message, we would, but we do not have time because there was that many nice people. So thank you. But I will give a shout out to many people from Brazil who reached out mm-hmm. and gave me little stories about how they met him and how wonderful he was when they met him in person. And thank you. It really means the world when you when you let us know that you're enjoying it. Because th- then we know that this is not just a dream. Because most days... <laughs> it does seem it like a dream like sometimes. Just, it's so nice. No, it feels like a, one of those dreams where you wake up and you're like, fuck, I wish that just happened because I don't know if it's real. Yeah. The pinch me moments. What other pinch me moments are this week? Well, let's return to the live show of the week, week which is of one of those... Week. Halloween. The live show of the week. Uh, This week, we're going to highlight again one of the most exciting live events in the music scene out there and share it with all of you so you can go buy tickets and head to the show. This week, who are we highlighting? So, I think this week's live show is Modest Mouse and Black Keys who will be rocking out at Chicago's United Center. I just said rocking out. I sound like a 55-year-old Neolithic rock man. Amen. But they will be rocking out at Chicago's United Center, which is the home of our... Hello! (laughs) Oh, I, I thought you were going to say, yeah. You don't like the horn that Only I brought? Only the bulls. No, I love that Do horn. Do you like the horn? Yeah, here, Would let me like... see if I'll push the button again. Okay. <laughs> you have to say button. Oh, I have to say button? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Push. No, you have to say button. Okay. Button. <laughs> you have to say push the button. Oh, push the button. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, it works perfectly. Anyway, United Center, Friday, September 27th. This is a venue that we are familiar with and we love Modest Mouse very much. Black Keys, fresh off the release of Let's Rock, Modest Mouse, they're legends. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a good one. And if you want to get in on that excitement or get into any other show out there in the world, you can head over to StubHub via cosradio.lv slash StubHub. That's cosradio.lv slash StubHub, S-T-U-B-H-U-B, and find the best selection of tickets to all of the hottest shows one more time. That's c-o-s-r-a-d-i-o dot l-v slash s-t-u-b-h-u-b. S-t-u-b-h-u-b. Now say it. S-t-u-b-h-u-b. No, push the button. Push the button. No, you have to say it like... Push the button. <laughs> say it like you did earlier. Push the button. Okay, so have you seen a show at the United Center or have you seen Modest Mouse or the Black Keys? Just let us know about it. We want to know all about your experiences. That's right. We need you to head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Please. And maybe tell us about one of those shows that you've seen from one of these artists. Mm. Um, Each week, we give a shout-out to someone who leaves us a review, and this week is an incredible five-star review on Stitcher from Mm -hmm. someone going by Alanine. Oh, Stitcher. That's a good place. That's a good place. Okay. Alanine says, Lior is an incredible conversationalist, and the guest list is incredible as well. Keep up the good work. This is like a a gold star ceremony. Yes. Because that feels pretty special. Awkward for me to be listening, but very special. Thank you, Alanine. That is very kind, and I like your chemically-induced nickname (laughs) so let us go back to what we are all here for which is this week's interviews i bring you a glorious return to oslo where i was covering oya festival so last time we discussed this norwegian wonderland i really try to focus on how welcoming and warm it was for all of the fans and that's not even stopping to chat about the inspiring community of musicians that i was welcome to as well and I perched in this little tented area by a inflatable lilo or pool inflatey, what do you call it? A here? pool toy. A pool toy. And it kind of looked a bit swampy, which was wonderful because it matched my uh, eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it matched my exhaustion levels. Yeah. I was feeling swampy and it was muggy. So, you know, it fit. I'm a swamp woman. So I think what you'll get a real sense here from the Norwegian artists that I interviewed and also the international ones alike, which I'm so excited about, that this festival was run on absolute love and passion and joy of expression and music and people and genres from every side of the spectrum, which is something that I have always strived to cover on the show. Absolutely. And on this one show, I'll talk a little bit about the artist but first we have a reggae artist we've got kind of an experimental ska pop we've got art rock Uh, there's just so much here and they were all just delightful so first off let's get right into it we've got protege who's one of the most talented jamaican reggae artists in the world he was nominated for a grammy for his latest album a matter of time but if you want to dig deep into his entire discography you can kind of go right back to 2011's the seven year itch 
The Eight Year Affair, which is his 2013 album. One of my favorites, Ancient Future in 2015. There's also Royalty Free 2016. And then obviously A Matter of Time, his most recent one, the one that got him a Grammy nomination. And he chats about his love of Erica Badu, who shared the lineup. Next up is beloved Norwegian ska pop band Razika, who chatted to me moments before their final farewell performance in Oslo. Third on the bill is the delightful Pom Poco, who I absolutely adore. Their record this year was one of my favorites. And I mean, we're only three quarters of the way through the year, but I'm already going to say one of of my favorites. Yes, Norwegian, super incredibly young, clearly very incredibly musically talented, but also they just seem super smart about their compositions. You got to talk to them uh, a lot about their love of Deerhoof, which if you listen to the album makes a lot of sense. And finally, Alt Rockers, The Needs who were laughing at their own supergroup status in the Norwegian scene and kind of just laughing the whole time. We watched, I think halfway through, we watched the Cats trailer. Yeah, if you want to hear some people, <laughs> if you want to hear a member of Kvelertak listening to the trailer from Cats, enjoy it. It's good. So let us not be delayed. This is me again, live in Oslo. Enjoy! Wonderful. So I just got to see a little bit of your set. Why? Why just a little bit? Because I have, was in an interview. Okay. It was who, pathetic. Who? I ran. <laughs> I ran Dope. like this yeah. and I got the best part because it was about 15 minutes before you said everyone get up. Oh, yeah. And yeah. everyone got up. Yeah, it was a vibe. Which honestly, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that happen because always artists are like everyone get up you know they're like pumping their hands and everyone's like fuck that i'm not i'm so happy on the grass and people got up yeah it was a vibe when i when i when i started my set i could see people sitting in the on the grass on the you know that levels hills which is awesome i would be doing the same thing as well right it's so comfortable right and i was like all right i don't i want to i'm gonna wait until the end of my set (laughs) i'm gonna prove myself first let them be rocking when i saw them sitting with their hands up i'm like all right well they're 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 at least involved So they're at least involved. So now I know I can make the move. And then at the last moment, now I made that move and, and they got up. So I'm very they grateful. They got up and they went nuts. Yeah, and they stayed till the set was done. So it's a good vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Had you played uh, Oslo before? Had no. You no. You know, when I first came to Europe in 2011 as like a real newbie, I came, I had a club show in Oslo. Okay. And it was cancelled. Fuck, It was in the winter. I don't know. I don't know if it was like... I don't know what happened, but we got... Like, we actually pulled up in Oslo. Yeah. It was white, just winter, snow. And it was a show before Barcelona, before we came to Barcelona. And uh, we flew from Norway to Barcelona. He brought me to Barcelona for my first show. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well done, God. No, he's my tour manager. Thank you to you. Yeah. So it was cold and they canceled the show. So my first memory of Norway wasn't great because I was yeah. like, no, this, you know, but this is my second time 
eight years later and it's really really good and look at like look at how, how much has happened yeah yeah it's awesome so, so the last time we spoke was obviously for the grammys um with your album being nominated and so much happening and i think the best thing that you said was like it's why has it taken so long <laughs> i mean i'm grateful for when it happened sometime nothing happened before it's time i just felt like ancient future was like yeah one of the best albums of the decade and um but you know what you have to put in your work and it, it got it, it helped amata time get where to mm. where it is timing yeah tell me how much then has it grown in terms of your performance style so looking back even just at 2011 until now what do you feel like has been the biggest shift in your performance style um i'm not quite sure because you know what it changes gradually so it, it just has evolved slowly from mm. 11 to 19 with without any sudden change but i guess when i look back it's just you know i'm way more confident now me and my band are way more in sync and it's um, unbelievable watching you guys it's thank like, you so much it's like you've been performing for so long everybody it looks like that everybody works hard and then everybody yeah. has brought in their own flair and ideas so it's more than just my vision now on stage it's like somebody will say yo i think the way we should start this show is like this and mm. i kind of give them the freedom to mm. be musicians trust them to do their job and make the music sound good mm. yeah. so what was the first show you ever saw the first concert the first live performance show you ever saw the first one i really remember is um some fest in Jamaica and they were like you know so those stage shows in Jamaica have like like 20 artists on in one night yeah. and there was an artist the one that stood out to me his name was Tiger mm -hmm. a Jamaican artist that did crossover in late 80s early 90s and he did that he was on stage crazy and I was like wow this is so awesome it would be and I remember feeling like I want to do this I want to be on stage so when you felt that moment how did you manifest that how did you take were there any nerves was there any challenges in front of you that you had to break through well i was just a very very young boy at the mm. time so you know i'm not, i just know that that would be something i wanted to do and then when i left high school now i started to apply myself and obviously it was hard but when i had my breakthrough was when i realized that nothing is owed to me that nobody owes me anything because mm. I thought like I'm so dope I should be <laughs> big like how yeah. is that person big or how is that not focusing on myself and when I realized mm. that yo the world doesn't owe you shit you just have to really put your like not mm. just work hard but work smart mm. and I had that shift and I had that breakthrough and then mm. I've just been going since yeah and I love that you mentioned that because a lot of people forget to care about themselves yeah. when you're in such a competitive field yeah. you're naturally going to look around you yeah. and I'm sure in Jamaica everybody is so talented and creative yeah. you, you're just watching all these people do great yeah. things but if you focus too much on them you can lose, you lose sight of yourself especially as a new artist Artist, yeah. especially when you're not even established yeah when you're waiting for your break and you're saying why does that <laughs> person have a break and i don't have a break i know logically it doesn't make sense but we yeah. do we're human we yeah, do it yeah, anyway yeah, yeah yeah so what what is your do you have any like 
rituals, not before you go on stage, but the thing that you like to do after you perform? Obviously, we're now like an hour after your set. Yeah. So what's the first thing you like to do when you're done? Um, eat. <laughs> because I don't eat don't before. Eat before. No. Oh, that's so smart. Um, that's uh, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I want to be able to be as active and energetic as possible. Yeah. And when you eat food, sometimes your food... Your 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 whole body and your your mind mm. is concentration and digestion mm. and doing all of that while you're on stage. It's just mm. not cool. So I eat when I come off stage. Probably have a glass of wine, um, smoke something, and on a, on on festivals like mm. this where it's the 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 um, surroundings are so beautiful and mm. it's a vibe. We're just playing table tennis, drinking, smoking, talking, You're really enjoying it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just really to enjoy. Because lots of time we finish the show, we have to go on the bus. Yeah, you got to get out. Yeah, but this a day like today is really awesome. Erica Badu later, so it's going to be... And you're going to be meeting her hopefully soon. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> what do you... Why is she so inspiring to you? What is something about her that you feel inspires you? Because I just think, like, I can't even describe the feeling I don't even know how the crowd's going to react yeah. but I feel like similar to your crowd they are going to be so invested but yeah. how, how 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 are you why does she inspire you just just being a being a being a young man and hearing her voice for the first time and listening to her album as mm. a young man as a young boy it was like very spiritual she just opened up a whole new new world for me musically. Mm. Because of her, I knew about India Ree and Jill Scott and even Lauren Hill. You know, Erica was the first, first one, one to I me know. that really, really brought that mm. consciousness within the... It's just a thing, you know what I mean? Really connected with her as a, as a youth. And, mm. and then she's so real. She just says it how she feels it, doesn't care, and I respect that about her. Yeah. Is there anyone else that you've seen when you saw them perform that you thought, I want to do that? That's that's the kind of music that I want to make. Is there anyone else that really influenced how you perform? Not necessarily how you make music, but mm. more so live performance. Well, I didn't get to see with my, like, in real life, mm. but there was a Black Uhura performance in 1981 in uh, on Rock Palace yeah. in Germany and I saw that and I always used to watch that in the night and be like that's how I want to sound that's mm. how I want to to move on stage that's how I want the energy to be very very aggressive mm. but still friendly and that was a big example for me as well yeah and especially being able to watch it when you're younger yeah. and looking to something like that that's just so it can yeah. really change who you are transform you Bef before yeah. my first live show in Jamaica in one that I kept in December 2009. Mm. I remember playing that video on my YouTube before I before left the you house. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm ready. No, I'm it's like your personal Rocky song. Absolutely. That's so wonderful. This might be a weird question, but why do you feel like you're very suited to being a musician? Like, what is, what is it about you that you feel suits the lifestyle and or just the constant creating of a musician? I think that I express myself well through words. So whether it was poetry, whether it was writing, mm -hmm. anything to do with expressing words, I think that um, that's how I communicate with people. I think that I like to start conversations. And my personality is not one of 
this is the way mm. your way is wrong mm. my personality is more like you know what do you think about this angle and i think music is a thing that can really start conversation so it's not as important to me if you agree or disagree with me more than just starting that conversation mm. and then i think i like to make people like i you know i have a concern about how other people feel mm. and mm. i think music when you're on stage is just an opportunity to make people smile you get a window to their soul being on stage looking into their eyes them kind of paying attention is like i think that's a thing that i'm into and just those things i think make me doing music i mean make me suited to do music. Yeah, yeah i love that especially yeah. because as you said you're not telling anybody what to think no, you're just offering no. another option <laughs> you know and uh, the com- yeah. I, th- I love the word conversation because yeah. so many artists talk at you and yeah. you feel like why well, i don't want to believe in this I, I might like the melody yeah i might like the tone but i don't yeah. believe in the message so i like that you approach it like that because it's like most of the time your messages and feelings and things change to- totally so imagine okay, me saying <laughs> like this is the this is the thing that you need to yeah. and then, and then a, month, a, a year <laughs> later i don't even believe in that anymore do i like still say it or do i ch- you know what i mean so it's like for me it's like That's it's ongoing it's always mm. ongoing and my opinion is always evolving mm. so like life to me is a constant conversation you know what matters to you right now then talking about the next album and all the next load of work that you'll be doing what matters what is the thing that you feel like you care about the most right now how we spend our time what are we doing with our time are we you making the best use of it um how are we treating each other for sure and um what are we paying attention to those are the things i am really concerned about mm. we'll see how it comes out creatively yes. in a song <laughs> It may be a song about, um, you know, me neglecting mm. my family. It may be a song about not seeing my dad in years. Like, mm. who knows? But how you bring it's it all in. about sentiment. Mm. And that's the sentiment mm. I'm trying to go for. Mm. Wonderful. Well, yeah. I'm going to let you go because I, yeah. I want you to meet Erica Badu. Yeah. <laughs> Just for, for my sake too. Yeah. But thank you so much for being hey, on the show. This is an awesome interview. Thanks. Oh, I'm so glad. Right. Cool. Bless. Bye. Bye. Hi, we are Rosika. My name is uh, Ambla and I play the drums. And my name is Marie and I'm uh, the songwriter and I play synthesizer guitar and I sing. And my name is also Marie and I play the bass and do <laughs> some backing vocals. <laughs> okay, so tell me about the Marie thing. Who goes by your full name and who gets a name shortened? Uh, we have uh, our guitarist who's, uh, she hasn't har- arrived to Oslo yet. Okay. Oh, uh, gosh. She's coming today. Okay. But, uh, her name is also Maria. <laughs> so it's Marie, Marie and Maria. So usually she gets the Maria. Okay. And we get called by our last names Uh, and uh, we're pretty used to it. So it's not like a big sorrow to not. uh, Yeah. (laughs) But so when the fans are screaming like Marie, you can just take it as if they're screaming. Yeah. It's pretty easy. And it's pretty easy for the fans as well. It's like, um, I'm blind. Marie, Marie, something. 
<laughs> I think the best place to start first is for fans who don't know much about your music yet and who want to find out more. How would you, I don't want to ask how you would describe yourself, but how, what is the type of music that you feel you are inspired by? So we played for 13 years together. We started when we were 14 and 15. So then we were very inspired by everything from the Beatles to Nirvana to Bob Dylan and all the like kind of music our parents listened to. Mm. So we we covered Bob Dylan and uh, like yeah. <laughs> and uh, like the bass player wanted to play like Led Zeppelin. I wanted to play like Nirvana, but the songwriters wanted to play like Beatles. <laughs> so we started oh, uh, doing the 60s pop okay. uh, thing. Yeah. And then it evolved into like the we found out about the new wave uh, the new wave in the 80s in mm. Bergen like a subculture thing pretty big in Bergen they have a lot of cool bands and then we started to sing in Norwegian and make more like new uh, wave music so you, you originally were singing in English, English and then ah. Norwegian so our first record is actually half Norwegian half English very random <laughs> uh, people think we sing in French when we play in the States because seriously because but we there have there is kind of a fluidity to the and we Norwegian. have the same R yeah yeah, yes. Bergen. Yeah, Bergen. <laughs> so, um, true. so we when we have went through many faces. Uh, <laughs> so first punk, and then pop, and then rock, and wow. ska. We had a, yes. like a huge a ska huge moment. Yes, that's uh, when I think I first found out about you. It was like yeah. 2011, yeah. 2010, yeah. 2011. Yeah, we played the ska festival in London a couple of times. Uh, it's so weird, but uh, very fun. And our last, uh, our fourth and last record is very more inspired by us calming down, not the ticket 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 ska thing. And we wanted to do something new, so we just we uh, told the saxophone and the trombone player they had to quit, and then we started uh, playing the synth, <laughs> so we could get a new sound. Right. And uh, calm it down. Yeah. yeah. So now we have more like pop uh, R&B inspired, but I wouldn't say we're an R&B band. We're still pop. Yeah. But weirdly, reggae and ska um, is all based, it's the same kind of home, you yeah. know, to reggae, uh, ska, uh, R&B. Mm-hmm. It's all using typically the same theory, I suppose. Mm. Um, so what is the place that you find most comfortable in uh, trying out all these genres and singing in English, singing mm. in your home language? Where, where, you, where are you the most creative? I think it's hard to pick like one type but uh, we have been playing like punk rock songs for a really long time so i see like when we play our set right now which is maybe 50 50 mm. uh, kind of calm and easy uh, songs uh, and then when we start to play the old punk songs we have a total different energy so i think it's uh, kind of fun to watch us because we have uh, we we go through different stages <laughs> in our concerts yeah um but it's hard to pick like where are we the most creative but i think I we maybe yeah it's always like where we are now mm. we're like it's not like um, the last record we felt more creative maybe i think it's more like where we are now is the place we're most creative mm. it changes in every year every record every but uh, Norwegian is where it's um, uh, we. The last three records were in Norwegian, so once we started doing that, we knew that we wouldn't play as much abroad. But still, uh, still we just wanted to sing in Norwegian because that's the 
coolest thing to do, we think. Was yeah. That we found our voice and our kind of poetry and how we wanted to express ourselves because, of course, Norwegian is our mother mother tongue and English is still... A, like a, it's difficult. not... It's difficult and it's not Guys, our... I'm English and it's so hard. <laughs> it's yeah, not our no, language. So we we just figured out that we write better in Norwegian, of basically. Course. And we can like yeah. express emotions very differently mm. than in English because... I haven't uh, I haven't been in love in English. So <laughs> it's really no, easy. Yeah. And also, usually, sometimes inspiration comes from stories maybe mm. your parents told you or things that you learned when you were young. Mm. And then, if you're trying to translate that, you lose a lot of the core. I'm sure there's a lot of words that can't be translated. Mm. Are there actually words? I'm just trying to think. I know in Icelandic, there's a lot of words that can't be translated into English. Mm. That it's only got one meaning. Really. Mm. and you can't really describe it is there anything like that in in your yeah, language we have it's both ways in a region we have words that we can translate to english but also yes. in english my mother works with language so she's like no language is richer than the other like the norwegian sami people have 50 different words for snow oh my gosh yeah because what, what, who, who are they what is the background it's like the native uh not americans native and uh, norwegian yeah, yeah. So okay. far up north, oh. but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I digress. So the uh, we like in English, you say "I love you" mm-hmm. to a friend and to your mother, and if you um, like, we have two different ways ways of saying "I love you." I love you is when you really love your boyfriend, is, mm. and everything is. It's always like, when did you say it? Oh my God! It's is it gonna be him or me or in two months or in six yeah. months or what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you say you care about someone, mm-hmm. but you always. Uh, but you also say, I can't translate it. Well, say, say it, the word. Yeah, yeah, glad I. Directly translated, it's like I'm happy in you. Okay. <laughs> I, I care for you, but you never, you never say to a friend, I care for you. No. That's just well, weird. Yeah, yeah, but then you say in, it's not in a bye. I care for you. Yeah. No, you definitely don't say. But we, but we can, we but can I text it. But I kind of feel like we should make it a yeah. thing. Or I'm happy in you. <laughs> that just sounds so weird. That sounds terrible. But uh, so we have the I love All you. Good. But in in movies, like uh, I remembered, I was so confused watching Friends because they can say like "love you" to yeah, friends, but then suddenly when Rachel says it to Ross, she's like "love you," and I'm yeah. like, I don't get it. You always said <laughs> it before. You're just in love with everybody. Yeah. So of course, in English, you can say "love you" in different ways. You say "love you" to a friend, but when you say yeah. "I love you," you also use it as a verb for saying that you love something. Yeah, as exactly. Well. So it's not just to people; it's also to things. It's to experiences. It's the same in Norwegian. You can love yeah. food. Alske. Yeah, food was the first thing came to my mind. <laughs> I mean, I'm starving, so yeah. that's okay. Um, so talk to me a little bit about then starting out in... Do you feel like starting with English was to stand out from the rest of the bands in Norway? Um, or do you feel like coming into yourselves in singing in your home language has allowed you to be more... I want to say the word ingratiated, but like more into the community and more accepted. That's a better word. All Norwegians actually start writing in English. When you're just a kid and you sing, you're... Is it just because you, of you the make inspiration? Up, like what yeah, you listen? Yeah, like the ah. influences and Americanization. Like when we were kids, we would just make up English. We would be like... And like make up songs. Yeah, song language. Love. That's a song. Yeah. But so still, it's just 
natural for every band in Norway to start writing in English because how else would people in the rest of the world understand you? It's really natural, actually. And when you start, if you sing in a region, then you made like a point out of it. Mm. So actually, it's more natural. It's really weird, uh, but it's more natural for Norwegians mm. to s- write in English. Mm. And when we started, uh, it was pretty lame to sing in Norwegian because it was like a thing that everybody wanted to get out of Norway and uh, like uh, yeah. do uh, international careers and everything so actually the taking the language back was kind of a political thing to make your dialect we have very many different dialects in Norway for example um, so writing in your own language your own dialect became a pretty powerful powerful move to make your own uh, stamp on your music kind of uh, so that was pretty weird when we started to do it uh, it was a big point everybody was asking oh you started to sing in Norwegian why um, and it was uh, like a Norwegian wave that many artists and bands started to write in um, mm. Norwegian but we still see that uh, English is the main languages yeah and i find it difficult because i feel like i so where where i grew up i suppose i watched all the movies right Mm. that's why so i'm based in chicago now and i think the first time i saw a yellow school bus i was Mm. like because it was just like such a big moment you know you like your whole life is america and it just happened in the world Mm. but i feel like now it's almost it's cooler Mm. to have that stamp in your hometown because Mm. you're representing what you stand for and I feel like diversity and multicultural Mm. and cross-pollination between like genres it's so much Mm. cooler Mm. because you stand out then Mm. Mm. but like uh, an artist like Sigrid for example yeah she wouldn't be as big if she sang in Norwegian Right. I guess. Well, I suppose also she's pop, though. Mm. So that's also her music is accessible. You know, when I first covered her, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm. But I could cover her because I could listen. Mm. You know what I mean? If she sang in Norwegian, it would be like, oh, it's catchy, but it's... Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) So how accepted were you then just by your fellow peers? Because obviously... I, I know that when I first heard about you, it was mm. because it was like, this is an all-girl mm. ska band mm. at the time. It's when a I weird, first, <laughs> yeah, weird thing. It, well, it's not, mm. it's not only was the ska thing, it was also women yeah. tend to either, you know, have to be put with a mm. male mm. bassist or something. You know, we're not as trusted uh, mm-hmm. in the industry as, as we are mm. um, in other aspects like childcare and mm. things like that. So how how... How did everybody... Do you feel like you got the respect you deserved just like everybody else? I think also that people uh, felt like a closer connection to our songs because all of a sudden it was so much uh, closer to their own thoughts and emotion and because of the language. So we Mm -hmm. discovered that many people had like really intense uh, relationships to our songs and like, that is me and uh, (laughs) you're telling my story. And I think... I, I don't know, but maybe the language has a has something to do with that. But as a uh, from the mo- from the moment we started, uh, uh, people accepted us like fully first because we were so darn cute with our like uh, very, big guitars. Uh, very yeah. big guitars and like uh, braces. Mm. Oh Jesus wow! Did you have braces? It, yeah. yeah. 
and everyone had like a lisp and just couldn't we weren't ready for life really and there we yeah. were on a stage almost shitting our pants and like <laughs> blowing in the wind yeah. like covering some Bob Dylan our parents like you you're so amazing and now they're like oh, you were so bad but we love you so yeah, yeah. and you did it you and had the courage yeah. to do and it. then Bergen is a very different music scene than Oslo so the, uh, the short version is that everyone in Oslo competes but in Bergen if uh, like instantly people were like oh uh, we noticed you started a band do you want to share a practice room said, another artist said that to me yeah. yesterday that it's much more inclusive in Bergen do you want to share a practice room do yeah. you uh, do you want to record at my studio yeah. it's cheaper blah 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 is that where you're all based in Bergen in Bergen okay or did you move from Oslo no, we are from we're ah. born and raised in Bergen. So do you think that's informed the way that you've... hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. So the Bergen, the music scene is very, very like all friends. Just one big happy family. So that's, that's very nice. Everyone's been very accepting. But of course, still when we travel around, it took us like... We've played for 13 years, but still mm. just some years ago, technicians can be like... Do you need help getting on the sound, sweetie? Yeah. And we're like, you would never <laughs> no, call would never. a guy uh, at 27, even, sweetie. Yeah. You need or help with the guitar, <laughs> sweetie, just because we can't ultimately play Jimi Hendrix when the guitar mm. isn't on. We don't need to get into that. But when the Me Too movement started, mm. I was like, oh, well, I haven't really experienced any Me Too stuff. Right. And then I keep telling my boyfriend stories about shit that happened yeah. at a party once and he's like why that didn't you it. report it and i was like because yeah somebody groping your ass isn't a rape so and he's normal. like but it's still an assault and what the fucking i've never been groped at right. and i'm like well that's just shit you gotta deal with when you're as hot <laughs> as me like so i'm joking <laughs> it. i'm joking with it but still it's yeah. it's really not cool people no. forcing themselves on you Especially in any way in this industry in this environment like you standing in a crowd you seeing the band that you yeah, yeah. love right yeah. you sandwich like sardines someone's gonna touch your ass someone's yeah. gonna try yeah. we've all had it happen to us irrespective of honestly wh whatever you look like yeah. doesn't matter yeah. You're, it's true yeah. everyone will try because yeah. they can yeah. and now as you said your boyfriend is calling it a name mm -hmm. um, you know and he's saying it is assault mm -hmm. it is rape it is something mm -hmm. which I think is really good to have that of communication he's shocked that I'm that I haven't yeah. reported like stupid guys. God, can you imagine? We'd mm -hmm. be with the police 24. Yeah. I mean, how much Yes, hello. Uh, I want to start. Uh, <laughs> when uh, I was 30. Once upon a time, <laughs> yeah. So, and what, what are the police going to do about some nasty guy at a bar? So what is your responsibility as woman if you see something on stage or if you know that a certain bar or a certain festival is like crawling with shitty men mm -hmm. or, or even if it's like... I don't know, a country where you know that the, the crowd's a little bit gropier than mm -hmm. what do you do? We, of course, there are gropy people in Berlin too. <laughs> it's not like all Norwegians are nice at yeah. all. But uh, like um, if someone does a nasty thing, uh, I I can either react by like, what the fuck are you doing and pushing them away and like you, you're not and telling the bartender you have to throw this guy out and they will easily do it because they don't want that kind of people in the bar. But other times you just get so like shocked that anybody would just grope between your tits for no reason because yeah. they're there. Yeah. I'm like, that. I could be naked. You still yeah. don't have any right to touch me. Absolutely. Yeah. And then they just uh, laugh, it, laugh it away. Yeah, That's not a thing. Yeah, yeah, laugh it away. We say it in a region. No, don't no know it is. You can oh, laugh okay. something away. Yeah, but we'll then, laugh. 
But then it's very good to laugh it away. Yeah. yeah, laugh it away now. Uh, But then it's very easy. And, no, that and song is my instrument. Laugh it away, laugh it away now. Laugh it away again. But then yeah. it's good. Then it's good to be a group of four because uh, yes, when I'm too when I'm too shocked to react to what a stupid guy said to me, another one that didn't uh, get like assaulted or whatever can say, uh, "Don't ever do that right. to me or anyone ever again." Blah, 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 blah. So. We have had to deal with a lot of shit on our own, but also we're there and we see ev- we see mm. everything, guys. Of course you yeah. do. I mean, you have the best, uh, you know, mm. position in the house. It's like yeah. you get to see things from the front row. But then, do you think it's an artist's responsibility to make sure that there are safe spaces for your fans? Yeah, we played a lot of school shows uh, around Norway, and it's so easy to see who are the popular girls, mm. who are the popular boys why are they popular and yeah. then they're like nerdy gang so we called all our school uh, shows the revenge of the nerds yeah. tour <laughs> because we were the weird ones that. we were the emos yes. and the nerds and the why are you wearing converse that's so yeah. middle age mm. and we're like that doesn't even make sense yeah. <laughs> uh, but then we would call out like when we saw girls laughing at other girls we would be like okay stop the show what are you two whispering about nothing yeah come on yeah come up on stage and tell us Or uh, otherwise, you'll have to dance through the whole next song. <laughs> and then they immediately blah, 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 yeah. shut down, shut the fuck up. And then we take out the cool nerdy ones with the band t-shirts and we're like, you two, you seem like the coolest in the school. Now we sound very like nerdy when we do this. But <laughs> still, it's, it's so, it's, it's, it's kids, right? They're, yeah. they're like, and uh, in like they're high school. Yeah. And then we call out the ones who are being bullied Like we say, you are obviously the coolest ones here, and you will be start. You will be starting a band, and one day you'll be well, playing you at your school. Well, you guys are nerds. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Nerds and music lovers and yes. emos and just like never popular. <laughs> But now it's it's so <laughs> look at you shine. It's so nice yeah. to see the people who like have like semi bullied you or mm-hmm. laughed at you or wouldn't be friends with you at. Oh yeah, festival. And they're like, yeah. So do you do you don't you remember me? I'm like, do you remember me? <laughs> do 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 you know what you called me in recess? Like you you suck as a person, yeah. and now you want to be my friend just because I'm Isn't a huge that great? star. I mean, that's revenge. It's so fun. Or they can like yeah. the popular girls can st- <laughs> stand yeah. in the front row and like really scream every lyric. I'm like, oh, yeah, look at the you. table has turned. So, what was your first concerts? Each one of you, which what was the first show that you ever saw? Oh, I I am sad to say I think <laughs> it's some. You have Idol in. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. like we, American Idol. Yeah, Norwegian yeah. Idol. I was at a Norwegian Idol concert with <laughs> all of the uh, wow. participants or like all the idols. Yeah. All the 10 people. And that was amazing. I was so happy. Was um, when, when I, was I think we were maybe 10 or something. Oh my gosh. Uh, I was also on that. You with you. Yeah. Yes. But we didn't, we actually worked in an organization who... Uh, made uh, concerts for people under 18 so every time a band came to Bergen mm. we called them like do you want to have a, a kids concert too uh, for people under 18 yeah. so we uh, started to 
like have a turbo nugget and they they love to play for the kids because they were so crazy and we were the best audience because it was so important for us to it was so okay. amazing just to be at a concert and be like in a pub where there were <laughs> at night they serve beer here yeah. that's cool <laughs> and i'm 14 uh, so i guess we started like going to concerts really when we we're 14 15 maybe yeah i can't remember the first concert but i think it actually has to be ever living when oh, i was wow. in london she's great i love her i, uh, I went she there was for a while uh, me <laughs> me and the guitarist went to london to oh, see wow. her with okay. our poor poor parents were we were 12 yeah. we were obsessed yeah I mean, and i also saw her, i also saw her in germany ah. and i also saw the who so those oh. are my three first shows. But when That's The Who great. came out and Pete Townsend came out, I was like, he's so hot. He, <laughs> he's older now. It's not the 60s. No, I forget every same. time a band we love gets on stage. We're like, they age. oh, you don't look like... Yeah. like last night it's oh, like no. that's Robert Smith now <laughs> no he has always looked that he's way he's always <laughs> looked that way my father was a musician so I've okay. been seeing concerts since I was a baby really is but he still a musician what is he still a musician no, now no he, he passed away oh, a few years ago I'm sorry to hear that that's but so did you learn a lot from him growing yes, up yes I did but uh, he was I wouldn't let him t teach me the bass <laughs> he was a bass player because uh. I uh, I wanted to do that uh, by myself. Yes. I think, but yeah, well, and you needed to do it. I think that's amazing. It's mm. in your blood, you mm. know? That actually, that's a perfect way to wrap it up, yeah. guys. That was our first gig ever to warm up for uh, her father's band. Like, it's called Dance with a Stranger. It's mm. one of Norway's biggest 80s bands yeah. ever. Yeah. More so if anyone wants to hear your band and that band, they yeah. can... That's so wonderful. Yeah, we were... 14 we had been practicing for two weeks and he was like you guys sound great so such a good father <laughs> yeah. uh, we didn't but uh, he let us play uh, three songs uh, one of them Bob Dylan and uh, yeah the video is so hilarious pause the podcast pause the podcast are you looking at a calendar full of great events but struggling to find tickets StubHub's gotcha Whatever your favorite band, team, or venue, StubHub is here to save the day with the best tickets for any budget. Whether you're looking for a seat at a Broadway show, tickets to the summer's big arena tour, or a night of cheering on your hometown team, StubHub has the seats you're looking for at the price you want to pay. Head to cosradio.lv StubHub or their user-friendly app to find tickets that are 100% guaranteed by FanProtect. StubHub's never sold out with the most shows, the most tickets, and the most fans. So head on over to cosradio.lv slash StubHub or the StubHub app. The best tickets to the best experiences in music, sports, and theater. That's cosradio.lv slash StubHub. My name is Ragnil. Yeah, it's a very difficult it's very to name. Hard. <laughs> How, just say it again. Ragnil. How do you spell that? R H R A G N H I L D. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. What does it mean? I think it means uh, like a, a fighter for the gods oh, or something. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, you, you look like that. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. And uh, the band? Uh, the band is called Pompoko. 
and I'm the singer in the band. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm Jonas, which Hi. is easier. <laughs> yeah. Pretty easy. Yeah. I think it means dove. Oh. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, you I'm the bass player. You could have just said a god because you know yeah. then it could be a god slayer. And, yeah, you know. I'm a god slayer. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I I play the bass. How did it all start for you? What was the beginning of realizing that this is something that you really wanted to do? I think that's your story to tell. Really? <laughs> or yeah, or you're gonna force him to uh, tell the story? No. Uh, this it's pretty simple we were i was asked by um uh, i studied literature one okay. for one year and uh, one of my stu uh, one uh, of the um, people i studied with organized a literature festival in trondheim where we lived okay and asked me if i wanted to play on their uh, ending party for the festival and i just said yeah can i play with anything i want and she just said yeah do that and i didn't have anything okay but i just <laughs> so you okay didn't know how to play an instrument at that time i i, I knew how to play but i okay. did i didn't have a band to uh, uh, to practice yeah, to, yeah. Uh, so i just yeah. asked or i had a band uh, improv improv yeah band, uh, noise band with with the ah. guitarist and the drummer okay and cool. but uh, i wanted ragnar to join so i just asked the three of them if we should make something yeah. just meet and make something and we did and uh, it turned out uh, pretty fun I don't know if people liked it but we <laughs> liked it very much so we just went uh, straight to our practice room recorded two songs yeah. at least yeah and uh, put it on SoundCloud and just loved it <laughs> were you singing in Norwegian? no okay. I was singing in the uh, kind of english because i didn't uh, write any lyrics okay i just uh, f f uh, improvised mm. the lyrics for a, mm. for a long time yeah maybe like the first year we were about oh before we recorded our album i had never written any lyrics for the songs wow i just had like melodies and then i just made stuff up that sounded like english but yeah. it really wasn't <laughs> but yeah the melodies were the same so uh, yeah, the first gig I was just uh, singing like gibber gibberish, yeah, what you call it. We were almost playing gibberish then as well because yeah. <laughs> the songs weren't ready. We we had two songs maybe and just yeah continued playing. But that takes a lot of confidence to go out there. Do you feel like it's because the community around you it felt you know supportive that you could just go out there and they weren't it's not like high stakes you knew that yeah. people would support you or why did you I think also maybe uh, we all studied jazz music oh, or me okay. and uh, the guitarist and the drummer and for uh, and we also went to like a folk college with the Jonas and studied jazz there so we're quite used to uh, improvising yeah and be like forced to play something you don't know b in front of people so it wasn't that uh, new, new. Mm. no, it was kind of familiar to do that. But first time, obviously playing as a band. Do you remember that first concert? Yeah, do you remember very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, I actually I remember the first practice session yeah. um, even more because we just made two songs. Yeah, the first ten minutes, <laughs> which yeah. was it was so strange oh. because we didn't know anything then. We had played in separate constellations nothing's yeah. very serious but then it just clicked the guitar player just started playing something 
and he asked me, can you play something over this? And I did, and the drummer started playing, and you started singing, and that wow. was actually uh, the song Birthday, which is the, the album is, yes. is called. Which, yeah, yeah. It's also funny because learning jazz, I feel like every time somebody starts a musical instrument, they always go... The best recommendation is to start with jazz. Yeah. Like when I, I definitely am the worst drummer, but when I started it many years ago, he was like, You have to learn jazz drumming. Yeah. Because it allows your brain to kind of open up and be as fluid as possible, which is also helpful, I suppose, thinking now that it helps you improvise yeah. and feel connected to each other because you've got to watch what each other are doing, yeah. you got to, you know, follow along the beat. So then how has that shifted? When was all of this? What year was this that you it started? Three, yeah, three okay, years Okay, so ago. not too long ago. No. Wow. Do you feel, how has it shifted then from then till now, looking at your live shows back then and looking at how, you know, you're performing mm. at one of the, you know, most well-known festivals in Norway? <laughs> yeah. In a way, it's, uh, it's changed a lot since we have new songs, but it's also almost the same (laughs) in some ways to us it's the same so what way like we have the the form of the concert usually is quite similar i think with with the we shift the set list but it always feels like we have this uh i I don't want want it to sound boring or that we (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's but it's not boring because it's it's your story (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. uh it's usually and with the same uh, cacophony thing, right. thing. Yeah. yeah but and also I think uh, we're kind of we're more uh, secure now than we were probably but uh, I think we're the same like characters that we were the fr- uh, first time we played together because yeah. it was just like something uh, yeah it like clicked and then we all got like a new role <laughs> that we didn't have before yeah. well firstly what does the name mean it's uh but say it in your accent because yeah. you, you said it to appease me and you shouldn't say no, it in your but accent it, but you can say it in all uh, <laughs> in all ways in all ways <laughs> because it's not a Norwegian name okay. it's a Japanese movie that's ah, called Pompoko Pompoko yeah okay yeah, and it's a Studio Ghibli movie I thought I thought it was but I didn't want I yeah. thought it would be stupid if I came and said oh that's no. a reference but I thought it may be a Norwegian yeah. word no 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 <laughs> it doesn't mean anything yeah. in Norwegian <laughs> do you find though that when you are writing lyrics um, I, I'm not sure who writes the you right. write the lyrics so do you find that you are thinking in Norwegian and trying to translate it how how connected are you to your language um, I, th- I think I, I write the lyrics really like fun how they sound the words sound like phonetically yes so when okay. we make tunes we make them all together and we just jam them out and I just sing like yeah <laughs> and like record it yeah and I listen to it afterwards and and uh, I like try to make sense out of the things I sang naturally so uh, this the lyrics are a bit strange sometimes you can say that uh, and a bit abstract but I think uh, yeah, the sound of the words mm. is maybe more important. What you connected to, right? Yeah, yeah. 
And I like that, especially because speaking to so many different uh, Norwegian bands, I feel like some of them feel more connected to the poetry of writing in their home tongue, yeah, yeah. as opposed to having to write in English, because we all grew up with American movies and you learn how to speak English yeah. through that. But do you feel like your fan base connect to what you're singing about? Like, what are the messages and the themes that you tend to write about? If it is, even if it is abstract. Yeah. Um, are you laughing? <laughs> <It's> laughing. <laughs> My lyrics are kind of weird. <laughs> uh, it's like more like colorful pictures yeah. than anything else, I think. Or like uh, describing like scenes in some way and not like a clear message. What would you say? <laughs> no, I, the thing He's is, since s- since you since we make the, the text or the vocals, uh, the text and the and the music feels very interconnected since it's actually made at the same time. At the same time, right? Or uh, not all of the songs. Some of them you have to work uh, yeah. more with, but most of them are you make them while we play. Mm. So yeah. then, so then it feels really like just the 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 manifestation of the music sometimes like yeah. like and sometimes we the, the title of the song doesn't even make sense with the lyrics no, no. so so to me it's it's very connected to the music like uh, it it i for me at least i don't make the lyrics but uh it it's doesn't necessarily mean something everything wow. which which it's quite it's quite nice as well yeah. because then you can leave it up to your fans and the listeners to interpret it yeah, as opposed yeah. to just pushing everything and saying right this is exactly yeah what i mean you, you cannot you know verge away from any of that idea i quite like that yeah. but then so who did you listen to growing up to allow you to get to this point of being approaching music that way <laughs> a, a lot of different stuff i listen to uh, a lot of folk singers and uh, before like just like Joni Mitchell and uh, Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, before this band, I sang really like that kind of music, beautiful songs. Beautiful mm-hmm. songs yeah, I never uh, had uh, sung like rock yes. vocals before. So. Uh, I don't know really where that came from. We're also very inspired by Deerhoof. Oh, you know? I love them. They were on the podcast. Yeah. They were? Of course. Wow. Yeah, you should listen to it. <laughs> they honestly like are the, one of the best bands live yeah. that I've ever seen. Yeah. And they are so thoughtful and insightful. Like the things that they say, they're able to articulate the, how they make music, which is ridiculous because yeah. if you see it, you're like... How can anyone describe? That's magic. Yeah. But yeah. they are able to pinpoint tiny things about their music writing. Yeah. That is. Have you seen them live? Yeah. We saw them yeah. together one time. Uh, did you lose all your shit? What did yeah, you do? We, did. we lost our shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's almost like a fun fact about us because we saw them the same week we played our first gig. <laughs> In you Oslo. See, so you saw them before you played your show? Yeah, or after yeah your show? We, we had already listened, yeah, two or three days before. Um, so we had already started playing though. Yeah. So it was it was almost like it was a yeah. it was a coincidence, but it felt we were of course inspired by that. Yeah. We had like s- 
throwing gasoline on a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. little flame. <laughs> but it's true. What? So what did you feel when you saw them? What was the initial reaction to seeing a band like that who have been around now for... 20 years already yeah, yeah. so what do you what did you feel as a performer loving music as a fan as well yeah how did you react to to, to their show i was just really uh, in awe yeah. <laughs> and inspired i guess i think uh, and also like lyrically i love their lyrics they're so weird yeah and 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 like really concrete just yeah. like this uh, b- baseball thing with et yeah i don't remember yeah but yeah they have some very very specific ideas yeah. that yeah. they that they in some way uh, sing or, or have in the lyrics but you don't really get what it means right but, yeah. but yeah okay they maybe had some specific <laughs> this is very specific you know where yeah. they started you can figure it out yeah so do you remember the first show you ever saw live I grew up in a place, uh, a quite small place, where there's not a lot of concerts. What's or it you called? have, it's called Volda. Where whereabout is it? It's, it's on the northwest coast or okay. uh, west coast. Uh, Eight thousand people live there, uh, so you have to be uh, above eighteen to be in a concert yes. anyway. And I moved away, but uh, I actually no, that's too weird. No, <laughs> because it's a weird one. Because one of the few concerts we could go to there yeah. uh, was the jazz concerts. Ah. Because there's a small jazz club that has maybe two concerts a year. And uh, the school we went to, they have a tour yeah. every year. And the guitar player in our band, Martin, played in, Vol- in Volda. Oh, wow. And I remember that concert very well. Is he older than you? He's two years older okay. than the rest of us, yeah. Uh, so he went before us. How old are you guys? 26. Ah. 26, yeah. Babies. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <Ooh>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did you grow up in the same area? No. So I grew you, up oh. uh, really close to here, to okay. Oslo, uh, in a place called Asker. It's like 20 minutes drive from here. And... But I didn't really go to that many concerts when I was little. Mm. I went to like some classical concerts with my parents. Uh, Is that like the vibe? Is that do you feel like that's a Norwegian thing that the parents are more into, or is it just because lot, not a lot of big acts come through as often? No, as there's they would? quite close to me. There's quite a lot of, uh, or in Oslo, there's many concerts, there's and, concerts. and big there's acts. No, nothing involved. In yeah, I think just my parents weren't that interested. <laughs> but so we are, are, are any of your parents in music? No, no, they're not. Not my family. Yeah, no. what do they think about you guys being in a band? I think they uh, <laughs> think it's cool. <laughs> my dad loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Is he gonna be here tomorrow? No, no, it's not. I, uh, he th- uh, he thought the it was too uh, fast sold out the festival. Oh, no. But uh, if it wasn't, I, th- I'm sure it would come. Even yeah. if it's you really expensive. You can't hook expensive. your dad up, get a plus one. <laughs> no, can't hook I him can't. up, you're an artist. I know. <laughs> you can be a diva. <laughs> <laughs> Come on the stage. Yeah. I so won't. tell me about, do you have a memorable performance that you've had? Not one that you've watched, the one that you've actually performed at. Something where you really felt like everything gelled, everything worked. We, yeah, we've played the, a lot of concerts now, like maybe like 150 shows yeah, or something actually, yeah. wow 
Uh, in such short amount of time. Yeah. It's only been, it's two, been three years. Been yeah. Wow. Yeah. We played a lot live. Uh, Is that your choice or do you feel like no, it just happened? It's our choice and it also just yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, it's been no problem for us. We yeah. yeah. So much. Of we course. love playing. It's, it's just fun. That's, the, that's what we want to do. Yeah. yeah. I really like having played songs a lot live before recording them or before yeah. making mm. them because when you play them suddenly you understand that how the song works in front of someone yeah. but the thing is someone w- uh, listening to something uh, on their headphones mm. or at home is a very different experience from hearing it live because so so it's dif- it's difficult because uh, but to us it's very natural to 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 play live since we it's That's from the start started. it's been this improvised yeah. the songs aren't ipro- improvised some of the parts are of course improvised and yeah. we have sometimes we have some transitions that just come but uh but to us it's just it's just been real natural and we we also record a lot of it ourselves oh, okay we want like like there yeah they, they, <laughs> we want to guys want you gotta <laughs> meet this band yeah. we should put it out there <laughs> we, we wouldn't know how to what to say <laughs> they are so doing. down to earth you have no idea i mean they're all just yeah they yeah. they they love what they do yeah yeah do you feel like you take on another persona when you're on stage? Like, do you think about much of your performance style? Like, is there, you know, is there a certain way that you feel like you perform? Yeah, I, th- I don't think too much about it, but mm. it's, I, I think I'm more, like, aggressive and outgoing on stage than I am in person. In person, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm quite calm and just, like... Yeah, you're very chill. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of Norwegians are quite chilled yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah chilled. 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 it's like an invisible curtain <laughs> excuse me hello goodbye yeah yeah but uh, on stage i think we're all quite outgoing and jumping and dancing around and yeah like uh but it feeling feel, uh, it feels natural yeah it feels natural with the music since it's all often yeah. quite frenetic and intense exactly it's just so you just you're following along from what you create yeah, and, and channeling exactly into yeah music, that's uh, a good that's a good way to put it uh, the worst thing is when i just want to stand still because it's harder to play good mm. or you can play the things but it's mm. i don't think it sounds that good yeah uh but of course uh, on stage you always when you see concerts and someone behaves in a certain way maybe I, I find myself in one particular song we play I always do the same thing what do you do which a drummer I've seen always does it, I close my eyes and watch away like this yeah <laughs> while I play he's closing his eyes and turning his head yeah, yeah you know who yeah, I'm talking yeah, about yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, sh- I, w- yeah. I know him so I don't want to say <laughs> out loud I always do it on, on leg day yeah, yeah. It's a song we have. What does that mean? Leg, leg day. It's just a, a leg and a day. Leg, like, like, like oh, like exercise. Yeah. Leg day. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, is it a foreign leg no. in the beautiful woods? No. <laughs> it's like a freaking leg. <laughs> it's very simple. That's so good. It's I'm Mine sorry, is. I only have one mic. That's cool. We we only have one brain. <laughs> we share everything. So this is Bendik, my, okay. f- my friend Bendik. He plays guitar in the needs and sings. 
And this is Mocek, my friend Mocek. Have you met Mocek? No, I've never met him. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah. you're he talking about. He plays in the Needs. Ah, wait, yeah. how many people sing in the Needs? Uh, two, two people. To just the two of you? <laughs> yeah, two of us. The two of us. The one of us. But wait, is there a is there a front man? Well. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Him. Yeah. <laughs> They're both pointing at yeah. themselves. So tell me about the needs and what it means to be in a band like that, especially in a time like now where there's so many Norwegian bands coming out. What do you feel like you bring to the scene that someone else is kind of not doing? Hype. <laughs> Just hype. hype. Yeah. Hype. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think that we really... Uh, Bring anything new bring to the scene. No, man. How long have you been around for? <laughs> uh, for a lo- like a, a like, long time. No, we're no. completely new band. Well, Bendik here, he's played like he's a, he's the country prince of Norway. Oh, okay. So he's uh, played in a he's played country for years and years and years. And I play in a metal band, Dude. and I've done that for what years. metal band? Kvelotok. Okay, what does so, that mean? A stranglehold. Oh, we were supposed lovely. to tour South uh, Africa once, actually. Why did you not do and that? We ended up not. You like, heard about the sharks? Yeah, I heard about the sharks, <laughs> and I'm like, I want to go, and then we weren't allowed to go. But anyway. Okay. Wow. So, so you bring a lot of different genres into one band. Yes. That's amazing. So we just started this band to have fun and not care too much about. Yeah. I don't know. Not be too serious and just make music easily. Yeah. Just, it's like a side project thing that turned out to be the best band in Norway. Yeah, cl- clearly. <laughs> clearly. You guys were like chilling by a swamp. Have you seen this? It's like a swamp. That yeah, like yeah. pool thing. A little swamp here? But you I, have seen the other place. The right? proper pool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I haven't been able to swim because I've been working. Oh, how long do you have to work for? No. Well, I was finished before you guys. Oh. No, I'm kidding. You do realize no, that working sucks, right? Yeah. No, you I never love, work again. I love work. No, I you, love what I do. Well, I have the best job in the world. Yeah, it's a different thing. If you if, if you, you love what you it. do, it's not work. Wait, do you not love it? Do you not work? love being a musician? Yeah, but that's not work. What is work? Do you have outside jobs? No. Do you? Do you have any? No. So no. basically you don't work at all? No, we don't. I mean, No hard labor in the last 10 years. Ugh. That sounds terrible. We bring nothing to society. I know. I was just like, oh, I didn't even ask that question. You bunch of lazy bozos. You clowns. <laughs> clowns. We're clowns. No. Don't so, tell my mama. <laughs> but so tell me, how how did you figure out that this was what you wanted to do? What Was there a performance that you saw or an artist that you listened to that you felt like that is exactly how I want to live my life? This is, this is, this is something that... Really oh, like in, uh, in, in music. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, yeah. I, I, I saw uh, No Effects oh, wow. in 2003 at Rockefeller. They're amazing. And uh, that was the that was the second I knew that I wanted to be a bozo. Yeah. For the rest of my life. <laughs> I, I remember watching. Uh, I went to West End in London. Okay. Seeing the Cats musical. Oh. And I, <laughs> Wait, and have you I, seen uh, the new Cats mu- movie trailer? No. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not that interested in oh. musicals anymore. Okay, we can talk. That's the moment I remember when I when I like listen to the melodies. Yeah. Of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. That's when I figured I want to like write songs. But do you feel comfortable on stage? Yeah. Or do you feel more at home as a musician when you're writing? 
and you know on at a recording um, studio that's uh it's i kind of prefer making albums and i think much probably prefers performing oh. yeah i yeah Clown. i probably yeah. do yeah i love playing live what do you That, love about it just like it's i find it funny uh you know it's just you do all these things the entire year like you write the album you do the studio like the studio thing everything's cool about it yeah but to finally be there on stage and perform it's like a different it's a whole different world from what you've already done you know you actually have to go out and try it out yeah and it takes a couple of times to kind of get there like with the needs we're still we're still such a f new band so it's this uh i think that this uh Uh, the place and time we're in now with this band it's very interesting because we kind of have to figure out what you're doing wh what our yeah. roles are and I, yeah I like that and it's challenging I can imagine because you're not only working within your you know the past and everything you've learned you're yeah. also trying to make sure that you're doing things so that it's can help you in the future yeah, you know yeah. which is like something that i think a lot of bands forget about that it isn't just about now you have to put things in motion to you know either get big i don't know what your objective is or your goals are but you know it's it can help you in that sense yeah, yeah. but so what it, so in terms of like fans and experiences on stage so far with the needs has anything crazy what's the craziest thing that's happened and this is today was our second gig ever yeah Jesus. Yeah, so yeah. it's a it's a pretty fresh. Long, uh, how how is this how fresh. is the fan? I never saw you know, I never we, saw we, you We've before. Uh, released two songs. Yeah. So our album is now. How did you get September. booked for the festival? We're the needs. Because they need you. Really know, like, or I mean, <laughs> it's it's horrible. I have to apologize. Okay. Okay. We are a super group. Oh, exactly. So that's. But I mean. Oh, I'm gonna regret this. Why? <laughs> Why? What's wrong with the super group? What's no, wrong? No, the thing is, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Everybody plays in different other bands that yeah. kind of makes it a lot, has a lot more success than the needs so far. So, but has it been? So, how was the performance today? What is awesome. the What is the thing that you did before you went on stage, and the thing that you did after you you came off stage? What we did before and yeah. after. So. The fun, yeah. Before I wrote all the set lists, <laughs> and then after you wrote half. Yeah, yeah, half the set lists. We don't have a tour manager with the needs, so we like, gotta do all this. Well, clearly, because you were yeah, confirmed we for this interview, <laughs> and you were confirmed. Yeah. So uh, and then when we got off stage, we waited for you for 30 minutes. Yeah, fucking hell. Fucking hell. I'm so sorry, guy. I'm also not though. You deserve yeah. it. He's well, kind of deserve. But I'm so, glad that we're here now, though. Yes. We're firing the management right now. Yeah, I'll just call so, the fire. Um. What do you feel is the is the what do you want to do from here? Are you have you you haven't you've only released two songs? Yeah. So is what's the next step? Getting into a studio? No, the next step like the the album is recorded. It's going to okay. come out on September sixth. Ooh. And then what is it called? You need the needs. You need the needs, yeah. really. And you do. <laughs> and you do need the Guys, needs. Guys, <laughs> you are so cheesy. Narcissistic. It's a very narcissistic band. But wait, do you feel like the Norway music scene is quite collaborative? Yeah, it's very cheesy. But do you feel like it's quite supportive? Do you feel like everybody works together? Yeah, definitely. Norway is so... Is this the first time you've been here? Yeah, first time okay. I'm coming. Because there's always Helsinki, the Flow Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the same time as Oya, and mm. I've always just mm. gone to Flow. Yeah. So this is the first time that I was like... 
I think because Norway is so small mm-hmm. musically, it's very like everyone. You're never further away than like mm-hmm. one acquaintance to everyone. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's pretty easy to. Uh, no, it's a good vibe. People are you know supportive. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And cool. It's just yeah. And right now there's so many. Yeah. Like the last four years, suddenly there's like a million really really good Norwegian artists which is funny yeah that's a new thing because it wasn't ever like that well I mean we had some big acts but uh, now it's like a fucking you know it's a there's so many are you going to be touring is there a place that you really want to go to and travel South Africa guys can make it happen yeah well, the big dream for the needs is to tour the Americas. Oh, the Americas! <laughs> what is that? It's so <laughs> foreign. The Americas, yes, the Americas. <laughs> I hear they have big, 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 big house. Big house, yeah. big people, big food. Yeah. They drink Coca-Cola, <laughs> I hear. I think my, my dream for the needs is that like all the other projects that you guys play with yeah. are like finishing up. Wrapping up. Yeah, so we can just Old, play the needs. Horrible rock bands. <laughs> <laughs> he wants his uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. He yeah, wants your musical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mu- yeah that's the I thing. Got, I got huge ambitions for our fourth album. You know, it's going to be a musical. <laughs> oh, I love it already. Guys, I, I'm not going to watch it. I'm, gonna <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. No, but the actual plan we're yes. going to release the album September 6th. Okay. Going to play some shows in Norway. Yes. When we have time, we'll do whatever we can. And then we're just really busy with releasing the next album. Oh. It's much better than the first one. Wait, why? So why are you releasing the first one? You might as well just release... Shh. <laughs> Guys. Uh, yeah. Well, you, you, first, you just first, wait and see. The first one is good enough. Okay. Yeah. But you've already written the second one. We have the third one already. Guys, what's... Why? Because it's too much. Like, uh, too when you quickly. play a facility, you got to play 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Our first record is... 23 minutes long oh yeah so you gotta write another album to play it live yes so, yeah. so you've already written yeah what is the best song do you think for people who've never heard the needs what is the best song the gateway like a gateway drug but yeah. a gateway yeah. song gateway song maybe it should be one of the two i'd say so, we have a song out called summer bore okay which is uh it's a banger <laughs> it's a pure banger man <laughs> You know that my audience is mostly Americans. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking, yeah? Fucking pure banger, dude. <laughs> yeah. Mighty fine. Yeah. Um, Beer so, pong and yeah. <laughs> summer bore. Yeah. That's it for me. So that's, those are the songs that you feel like will, will really show off who you are and the music that you make. Yeah. Well, like, the thing is that we kind of uh, paint. Are you allowed to say paint yourself into a corner in, yeah. in English? Yeah. Because we, we thought that we were a punk rock band yeah what are you we're we're a ballad band yeah man. we just play ballads like i'm so sorry <laughs> uh, that's what we do like we we cover up in this punk rock shell but really we're just trying to be like very th- sensitive and mushy. Yeah. but what do you what do you sing about we sing about girls only girls girls and dogs girls and dogs that's it i love it. dogs yeah, yeah. I love why girls. do you sing about girls and dogs because that's the two best that's things what, in the world the thing that matters Girls and dogs. Yeah. But you're respectful to women. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> That's why you're dedicating all your soul. Yeah. Come on. They're not the same thing, though. Girls and dogs. You know that. Girls and dogs. Girls and dogs. Guys. Yeah, guys you and won't girls. get any pushback. <laughs> no. no one will say girls one thing about that. Girls are dogs. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I get out of my house. Get out of my house. <laughs> is there somebody at the festival, or is there a show that you saw that was the most memorable for you? 
So I know you mentioned NoFX seeing them, but yeah. is there a performer maybe now that you haven't gotten to see yet that you would just well, die to see? That are playing this festival now? Yeah, just general. Just in general? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, we saw The Cure two days ago. How was that? Was that and your first time? Yes. And that was mind blowing. Mind blowing. Yeah. I can't believe how good they were. Yeah. And just the sound Consistently great. good. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Uh, an artist that I would die to see. I don't. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> no. Oh my God! You know Who you have Andrew to Lloyd? just Google the Cats movie trailer. Google the it. New movie? Yeah, it is the creepiest shit you will ever see in your oh, life. Fuck. It's like a horror movie. They've made like the all the cats have boobs. Oh, what? But no nipples. What? Like I I personally like a nipple, so there's no nipples. There's no cat nipple. <laughs> It's not catnipple. And it just... So you oh, made but, a furry film. But wait, you have to put the... You have to put the sound on. We can put it... <laughs> I haven't seen it before. Holy shit. Ah. Look at that. No. Wait, is that cat face? Look how small she... Why is she... She's big, but she's small. <laughs> like... But I'm buying the album, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> no. you are Android Weber <laughs> stand. Oh, my God. What is this? I know, uh, it's a, a horror movie, that's guys. A up, uh, that's a horror movie. Look where her tail is. Like, what the fuck? That's Judy Dench, by the yeah. way. Is it? Yeah. You so love this movie, movie Bendig, don't you? I love Judy Dench. James Corden. Oh. Judy. Yeah, how fucking weird is this? Did that say Jason Statham? Yeah. No, Idris <laughs> Elba. <laughs> I am the evil cat. I'm going to blow the tough you guy up. Cat. <laughs> Meow. I'm going to blow you up. Okay. okay so well, you say Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. I say Andrew VK. Oh my God. You would like him. That's so funny. <laughs> hey, when it's time to party, I'll party hard. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. But it's... What? I'm going to teach you the ways of the VK. Okay. Yeah. Guys, thank you for your time. Very nice to meet you. Give me a f- high five. High uh, fives. Thank you. Thank you and so much for having us. Where can people find your music? You've thrown out scraps. Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Apple Music. Anywhere. Title. Okay. YouTube. Deneeds.com. No. Deneeds.org. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Deneeds.knock. Dot N-E-T slash E-D-U. At U-E-O at... Okay, bye. Okay, we got to go play ping pong. But uh, very nice to meet you. Okay, see you. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. This Must Be The Gig is produced by Adam Kibble, and we'd like to thank Billy Yost and The Kickback for our theme song, Rube, and buy their music at thekickbackband.com. Daniel Brater and Dean Berger for the additional sound design and the Consequence Podcast Network where you'll find a bunch of other amazing shows. Hey! If you've listened this far, why not go the extra mile and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts your comments provide valuable feedback for us and it helps other people find us too for information on new episodes be sure to follow us on facebook twitter or instagram at tmbtgpod 
and generally just irritate everyone you know about the show. Thanks again, and I miss you already. again for listening to this week's episode here's a little reminder that StubHub is the best place to score the tickets you need whenever you need them backed by their 100% fan protect guarantee StubHub has the seats you want at the price you want to pay and they're never sold out so you can score tickets up to the last minute head to cosradio.lv slash StubHub that's cosradio.lv slash StubHub, and then enjoy the show. Consequence Podcast Network.